0: Podcast today in podcast time in podcast billets, one fifty six. Very excited! You've decided to uh, enjoy or spend about an hour or so with us here. The radio show goes every weekday three to seven on the new Q one hundred five. Hi, dear. Hello. 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 Um. Not mm-hmm. not not much mm-hmm. like uh, <laughs> local stuff that we've uh, got to tap into today. Another. Very, uh, shootery weekend yeah. and some, of, some of these, uh, apartment complexes, like within walking distance of where, well, where I'm <laughs> sitting.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: When I see another South Toledo air, uh, apartment shooting, I'm like, which one was it this time? I'll wave on my way home. Yeah. But cheap fest like the city is not like all those things are in pockets, but Jeep Fest was made for an incredible weekend.
1: That's good. That's good. You guys had good weather.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh,
1: except Saturday. Uh, it was hot. It was. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. It was very
0: hot. I mean, it might have been too hot for for some people. And uh, congrats to Whitney and her team at Thread Marketing. Um, she's the one, like. She's the the queen of, she's the the queen, she's royalty of Jeep Fest. She's the queen of Jeep Fest because she coordinates the whole thing. And it was a great experience. It is not my thing. Like, I have no interest in cars, Jeep culture, or anything (laughs) like that. But it was such a, from what I could tell, no hiccups, a well-organized event. I was of two minds walking down Summit Street, which was completely closed off. I was like, wow this doesn't feel like Toledo. Like, it feels bigger than that from the presentation of the vendors. But it also felt like Toledo. And it was like, wow, this is so cool that that this is here.
1: Does it... Do you think Jeep Fest needs to be renamed to Wrangler Fest? Like, I feel like... I saw... One or two snooty comments, and I will not name names about people that were like, all Jeep compasses and Grand Cherokees, please exit, exit stage left, thank you. And it's like, but it's Jeep Fest, not Wrangler Fest, you snooty people. And I'm like, you don't even own a Jeep, thank you very much. I just so happen to own a little compass, a wee little compass. But anyway. Um, I get your point jeep so i have never been it's one of those things that i still have not come to i did actually really want to come this weekend but i had to listen to my other brain and stay home and sit tight but um it did sound like it was a huge success and i can't imagine whitney was her name whitney yes i can't imagine like i imagine lexi what And I don't even know Lexi that well, but I know I've been around her kind of leading up to Pride and just how unreachable she is, <laughs> like just because of how busy and how much is going on that I can't imagine how busy Whitney has been in the last few weeks. So congratulations to her and I hope she gets a much needed vacation.
0: You're right about the Wrangler thing.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) So snooty. Nobody's popping a Jeep
0: Compass up on a block or anything. Like, if you want to modify your vehicle, go for it. But I guess it's just easy. It's easier to modify Wranglers. But I I get your point. But um, I remember a couple of years ago, Jeep Fest might have happened in 2016. I forget. But I was first part of it in there in 18 and then 19. Obviously, last year... It was canceled. And I remember uh, saying to Whitney, because um, the parade the, in, in 18, like, just kept going. I, th- I, yeah. I think I had gotten word that, like, people were still getting in line down at Broadway around the zoo for the parade oh at, like, one oh. thirty. I was like, and I, I think I said to Whitney, I was like, maybe we should, like, keep out the the, the average person with their... Compass. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. no, we want to welcome everybody. So that's why this year it was like more of a first come, first serve. But obviously, like, Wranglers do dominate the weekend.
1: They do. I do. um So obviously, I have a compass, and my next car is going to be a Jeep. I do love Jeeps. So that's fantastic that I live here in Toledo where. A lot of them are made, but, um, I want a grand Cherokee as the next one, but I would really love it to have a Hemi engine. So it will be a little bit fancier, but it, not enough to be in somebody's parade and not enough to win an argument against a Wrangler owner. You,
0: you can be in the parade. Like,
1: anybody can be in the sunny parade. Sunny can be in it.
0: Yeah. Like Sunny is how you pimp out your ride. So what? Uh, yeah, you can't pop true. it up in a block. Um, mm. I think anybody can be in the parade. I do think that they have a small fee to Mm -hmm. to kind of gate gate it off a little bit, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think anybody can be in the parade. I did not see the parade. It went a different route this year, and like I did a couple, like I walked through um, the streets like a couple of times, but I can't really say that I was a big part or observer or attendee of Jeep Fest. Like, I didn't see Bethany's TSA grills. I didn't see the RC cars. I saw a lot of vendors and I saw a little bit of music because I spent most of my time at the kid's zone, and I'm below street level. <laughs> so <laughs> So I couldn't see much.
1: So I can't imagine. That's the other thing. Like, I recall the memory when you and I went to opening day, which was a blast, by the way. But you at community events... It's insane. Like you're I feel like you walk faster because you're go we literally from one end of downtown to the other to see people and kind of show your face and just be in the moment. And for me it's like oh, I can't keep up. Oh, somebody give me some water. Like you're you're walking especially in this eat. I would have died, Eric. Like and I probably would not have said it out loud because I would have been ashamed.
0: <laughs> if she dies she dies if
1: she dies she dies <laughs>
0: no, you're, you're right and uh like i kept reminding myself that of that last week because i was like there's nothing about fifty thousand people that gets me feeling good but then i remind myself i'm like 30 or 40 of them i'm really gonna want to see and you're right it was like another opening day because i kept bouncing around and um I saw a handful of people and I, I did the look down at my watch type thing when I was with some people. I was like, I, I got I <laughs> to gotta gotta, go, I got to go, I got to go. Like you only get 15 <laughs> minutes. Um, and I had, I had forgotten, what well, I I forgot my debit card and my license. I grabbed everything oh, I needed, no. but um, I figured I'd be able to hustle whatever I needed. And I, I was just so busy anyway. And I, I got to get out of there early on Saturday because it was hot. I was literally oh. watching my farmer's tan um happen come in
1: yeah yeah thankfully
0: um I took John up at imagination station on his offer of sunscreen or else I would have been like I was I didn't take a shower on Saturday night because just because you're black doesn't mean you can't get tan or burn oh you ever the the pain that one feels after you take a shower it of a day in the sun where you were unprotected is pretty painful. So I was like, I'm just not gonna shower.
1: Yeah, I mean, some aloe vera is nice and then like maybe a cold shower. I don't mind like taking a shower after I've been in the sun all day, but like I definitely change the temperature. But I'm a cold shower kind of person. What like, unless I'm trying to warm up, my shower does not need to be scalding hot all the time, especially if I'm hot. If I'm hot, my shower is gonna be chilly and I'm gonna enjoy it, so. Um, yeah. How are you feeling today, though, though? You sound a little stuffy, stuffy Uh, in the
0: nose. Just, uh, I did a lot of sleep. I feel fine. I just did a lot of sleeping yesterday when I got home because yesterday, so it's probably best if Jeep Fest stays as a, like a a Saturday focused event. Yeah. Yesterday, they really wanted to promote the fact that it was a Saturday and Sunday event leading up to it, but, um... Sunday was like brunch day after mm-hmm. a long Saturday night. It was very quiet, very tame. Um, there was the race, and then after the race was over, it seemed like most people scattered. I mm-hmm. Again, I was below street level, but some people in a golf cart uh, came by, and I said, what's it like on Summit? They're like, it's dead. And this was maybe 1 o'clock, Interesting. so it probably only needs to be a Saturday event, and then the run on on Sunday, and then the audience, people, or the vendors will tell the organ the organiz the organizers when it needs a second day because they just can't service all the people coming on one day. I don't know how many of the vendors were there. Maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe COVID is part of the problem. Maybe uh, the heat was part of it as well. But y- yesterday was a very tame day. In fact, like I didn't even need to be there. Um, So, but and I went home and I was like, I am all peopled out. So long story short, sorry, long story short, I was in bed for a lot, but I didn't sleep well. That's why I sound like this.
1: What kind of vendors did they have?
0: Everything and anything that you could do with your Jeep.
1: Oh, interesting. And maybe next year I'll get like somebody to do an emotional support line Jeep and we'll have our logo all over the place and like be passing out cards and wellness stuff.
0: But you know what? You might not have to because there are no that I see. There are no. It's not like your typical place that where we go. It's not a lot of it. I. The vendors didn't seem local. Maybe regional. Oh, Um, interesting. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I forget what Whitney told me, but I think she said like twenty-seven states were represented in the parade.
1: Wow. So
0: they do get a lot of regional people. Yeah. The other side of that, like, and as far as like local vendors, I did not. Local non-Jeep vendors, I didn't see any. Um, when I did a couple of shout-outs on the mic, when Kids Zone was busy, um, it was all local people. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's. I mean, the thing is still in its infancy. So we'll see how it grows in the, uh, in the coming years.
1: Yeah, it's only going to get bigger, yep. really. So that's fantastic.
0: You uh, did some more wedding cake testing, right?
1: <laughs> I did. We went to um, Easton's, Eston's. Um, It was referred to me by Amanda and by Mel um, in the um, marketing department at Cumulus. And um, so I said, all right. And I think somebody else wrote in Essence. And so I said, "Okay, let me give them a call and give it a go. And it was just like Wixie. You schedule a day to pick it up and they give you this cute little box with all these testers in it. Right.
0: For free. Right.
1: For free, yes. But the difference between Eston's and Wixie is that they gave me literally, like they gave us two samples of each, but they were tiny little bites. Like mm. they were like barely enough to fit a fork. Like if I was by, if I was like eating off of a slice of cake, I would put more cake on my fork than I had in this little bite. And oh. it fit like in this cute, it fit in this cute little sauce container and they put a lid on it. and put the name of what it was. What I did love about them that Wixie did not do is Wixie gave us like a whole container of the different fillings and we had to figure out what goes with what, where with Eston's they made it together. So like the cake and the icing, it was literally cut like a slice of cake, but just in a really tiny little bite. So we were able to eat it as it would be on our wedding day compared to like with Wixie, we had to kind of take add some cream filling to our spoon to like make sure that we had enough to get the full experience. Um, Loved Eston's as well. Like Wixie was fantastic. Wixie, if you remember, like I chose the champagne cake from Wixie and I do like champagne cake. I think it's really good. Have you ever had it? Uh,
0: uh, Probably. Maybe, but I don't recall.
1: I think it's very good. It's very traditional, like celebratory wedding cake, champagne cake flavor. Um, Wixie or Eston's, however, had some different flavors and I was just blown away. So Thomas right away, like, ironically, I had scheduled to pick something up on Saturday. I had gotten a text from him on Friday saying, can we go to Eston's because they have a white chocolate cake? He didn't know that that's where we were picking up from. So it just worked out that way. Obviously he loved the white chocolate cake. So that was his choice. And I am stuck between a zebra cake and a tiramisu cake because tiramisu is my absolute favorite apps. I just love it so much. I will get it anywhere. They have it. Um, what's the,
0: the, what's a zebra cake.
1: The, I don't. So it looks like a chocolate cake with some sort of white icing filling, but it is, and I think it is chocolate cake, but the icing or the filling on the inside has got some sort of almond extract in it. So it's got like hints of almond as you're eating it, but not overpowering at all. And so I was like, this is so good. I love al- like I love almond cookies and things like that, um, ironically, because I don't eat nuts, peanuts or nuts or anything like that, but um, it was so good. So I could not decide between the zebra cake or the tiramisu cake. What I do know is if we choose Eston's, our cake options are gonna be very like rich and decadent. <laughs> Like between white chocolate or tiramisu, like everybody is going to be full and bloated and all that good stuff. Um, but it was so good. So I can't decide. So I just emailed them earlier today and I asked them if I could buy a half dozen of each so that I could maybe have you taste some and and mom taste some and like help me decide.
0: <laughs> so and this is why. Well, it it sounds like you're leading You're leaning against Wixie's?
1: I am leaning against Wixie's a bit, but Wixie's is so good. And I had always imagined that it would be like that. I would want my cake from Wixie because I had a taste of it once. And I saw one, I saw them packaging up one and it was so beautifully decorated. um, But Eston's really was just delicious and their flavors were different. They were a little different um, than Wixie's. Wixie's was a lot more traditional where Eston's, I have not seen anybody have a tiramisu wedding cake.
0: Ever. I know that's your favorite, so...
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ever. So, and it would make sense for me to have my favorite, but the zebra cake was also really good.
0: Well, do me a favor. Just make a choice there. Like, mm-hmm. I was not in favor of you adding, like, trying Estens, even though it was highly recommended because, like, paradox of choice would, ha- would pop up real fast and you'd get stuck.
1: <laughs> so then don't find another bakery to choose from. No. Okay, agreed. Mom wanted me to try Cherry Hill, Cherry Hill. I don't know. It's the bakery that they use for my brother's wedding in 2013, but I don't really feel the urge to do that. Like, I don't think I need to do that. I would rather go to Eston's and get some more, like, get some cupcakes of the zebra and tiramisu and then have people help me decide that and then make a choice.
0: Okay. Just don't overcomplicate things. It sounds like you're, you're, you've got Two that you're honing in on and thomas is pleased as well
1: yeah he's 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 settled he's done so it's just really me and what i want to decide but it's much more enjoyable than it is um stressful if that makes any sense cake is cake it'll be fine
0: well i mean yeah uh i mean i guess this is i can see how this is different from like choosing a venue or a dj or whatever else like this you're 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 getting something out of it immediately which is uh a delicious food
1: Right. Well, honestly, part of me doesn't even think we need a cake, but Thomas loves it. We literally, he got, he wanted cake. So he went to Kroger and got some last night because he didn't get it at Costco when he thought he should. Like he loves cake. So obviously I, if that's what he wants to do, then that's what we'll do. But our caterer that we're most likely going with provides pastries. So it's like, why do I need a cake? If I could just get pastries, if I'm getting pastries with my catering, you know what I mean? Like that's that traditional piece that I just don't really care about. I don't care at all. I don't think we're going to do a cake test, like a cake thing. We might, I guess for, for the show of it. And so everybody can see, but
0: eh, cake is cake. Let the man have his cake.
1: Let the man eat cake.
0: Uh, so so we're talking food so I'll, I'll segue over to the food that I was finally able to connect with on Friday night bistro burger of all the food trucks I've wanted to try. They've been at the top of the list um, mm-hmm. mostly because the burgers look decadent, large and luxurious and delicious look now look pictures can be uh, persuasive but also misleading. Yes. Look yes. at look at most women's Instagram. As an example,
1: oh, you. <laughs> screw you.
0: <laughs> look at most women's Tinder profiles as misleading. Um, and honestly, like, I really do miss the experience of hot plate, hot food at a restaurant. Yeah. Because um, when I took this thing home, it was delicious. I loved it. Uh, but it wasn't like hot food, hot plate, restaurant. But I wanted to check them out because they have a Philly cheesesteak and. They said that they have uh, Amoroso rolls, which Mm. is an East Coast thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The bread is made differently because of the water and the filtration. That's why Stubborn Brother and their crust tastes a little bit differently. They have a filtration system that can mimic East Coast crust. Interesting. Um, I don't think I got the Amoroso roll. I think it was a a brioche roll. Uh, The meat was not perfectly Philly, but it was delicious nonetheless. And the fries were just how I like them. And then when I got home, I posted these pictures. I, I'm sure you've seen yeah, you them. Did. Yeah, um, What I should have done to really upset people was, um, I put ketchup all over that, that mess of cheese. <sighs> I like my cheese fries. Like, I don't like to dip. And when I have cheese fries, like a mess like that, I like to make it even messier where the ketchup is mixing with the cheese. And, ah, oh, it was delicious. And I took, there was too much, so I took it over to Amanda's house. And, um, uh, She looked at me with like
1: (laughs) Disgust
0: See (laughs) Like she gets it So I can talk about it like this So she won't take offense as opposed to Things that I can't talk about anymore But yes she looked at me with some kind of Denigrating scorn Like (laughs) Did it come with ketchup on top I'm like no I put it on there
1: Did you eat it with a fork
0: Yes (laughs) Yes Your, fuck your judgment.
1: First of all, it did look delicious. It's like I remember specifically when you shared it and I got FOMO and I was just like, I didn't remember if you were doing Jeep Fest stuff, but I'm like, you should really reconsider going and go. Like, go to Jeep Fest, with your spend time with your friend, do the weekend stuff, but I did. Anyway, um, it looked really good. Did you know that until I got to high school, I did not even know that cheese, people would put cheese on fries as regularly as ketchup? And vinegar, I had no idea. It was a foreign concept to me. I was in the cafeteria at school and somebody was like, you know, they got their fries and then I was like, what are you doing? And they're like, we're making cheese fries. It's like that is absolutely disgusting. I still find it gross and weird. So it wasn't particularly appetizing to me, but I could tell that was my kind of fry, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, um, I, I would have done the ketchup.
0: I don't do the vinegar, but Josh said because Josh when we when I went over after work, um, he likes the malt vinegar thing on fries. Oh I, God! I, I've never tried it, but I'd give it a go. And I remember when I was a kid, when like the hoagie and pizza places started offering cheese on their fries, and it was incredible. Like it was as good as like getting on the internet for the first time when I discovered cheese on fries.
1: No, I find it to be disgusting. But I do love a good potato skin. So like I understand it's like I don't like tomatoes, but I like ketchup like I get it. But it's it's just it, it was it's weird to me. So um, and then the Philly didn't that also have like cheddar cheese on it or some other kind of and I know that's how you treat it. That's what it's supposed to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it had cheese on there as well, and onions, and and that was that. I just asked them to leave the <laughs> leave the mushrooms off, but the meat was very good. Like it was a little thicker than typical cheese yeah. steak meat, and the roll is so important. But it was still very, very good. Like I ate it in two seconds. Like I was even surprised how quickly it went away.
1: Yeah, it looked really good. I had like fair fries uh, when we went to the Wood County Fair. Like once we were done doing our activities, we actually went and watched the tractor pulls for a little while, which was my first time. And I am thoroughly impressed and I want to go back. But I sat like we went and got fries and then took them up and watched the tractor pulls for a little bit. So I was able to enjoy some really greasy, terribly unhealthy, like salty fries.
0: Got to get fair food if you're going to the fair.
1: Yeah, it was great.
0: Um, let's see what else. Uh, so everybody, well, those that don't know, I have adjusted my medication. Well, I haven't. My I worked with my doctor to do it. And I have to call Kroger because I got a message, a text saying they, my prescription has been filled for $65. That's Ooh. got, that's got to be the Trintellix. um, which, uh, I'm not going to take, not at that cost. That was actually plan A, but I was told that it didn't get approved. So plan B was... Dropping my Cymbalta down to from forty to twenty milligrams and mm-hmm. readding Wellbutrin, which I was on from the end of twenty twelve to the middle of twenty fifteen, and I guess it did okay, mm-hmm. but in hindsight, it didn't do all that good. It certainly wasn't as effective as the Cymbalta has been, and I will, I will know pretty quickly. Like what I'm looking for is um, some energy. What yes. Are, I don't want to take the sleep test. They haven't even called me back anyway. Um, I can deal with not sleeping well, even though I'm taking this supplement glycine and it seems to be doing something. Um, Mm -hmm. If the Wellbutrin does what it could do and maybe give me a little bit of like hop in my step. Sure. So, uh, and I'll know right away, not whether I have the energy. Well, I hope I find out right away, but I'll know right away whether I've gone too low on Cymbalta Mm -hmm. after I have sex with someone. Because (laughs) before Cymbalta, I assumed everyone I had sex with, with the anxiety that was not being dealt with, was pregnant or they gave me AIDS. Oh, interesting. And that was with extreme precautions and no reasonable way Someone could have gotten pregnant. Like, I was in another room completing the, the act. Um, but my brain said, oh, no, they're definitely pregnant. Like, like you come up with any way, shape, or form. Like, when carried it into their body from 10 feet away, they <laughs> retrieved the used condom and have now entrapped me. It's like
1: anything. Yeah,
0: so, but that anxiety is now under control, but I'm, I'm hoping this does the trick. And I think I'm off to a good start. I began taking it on Friday, I think, which is a terrible idea. Never start a new medication when you don't have like a, a full day to, you know, just kind of let it do its thing. It could yes. disrupt your sleep or your mood, but I did not sleep well Friday into Saturday. I didn't get five good hours of sleep and I still managed to chug along all day. So I'm hoping that that was a good sign that that it's giving me some energy.
1: That's good. That's good. I mean, is there, was it the lethargic like feelings that kind of made you want to make a medication adjustment? Because I know that that was something that you were struggling with and at some point you were considering some sort of sleep test. So like this medication change, did you do it specifically because you wanted to kind of improve your energy during the day?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Absolutely. And also the Trintelix is, I guess, like Cymbalta, but without the more common side effect of loss of libido, Oh, which I'm also hoping to address.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah, that'll be that'll be enjoyable once you get that balanced out. But that's really good. I mean, that, I had the same challenge when I you know that I took a new medication a couple of weeks ago. And it was like days, like maybe two days after that, it was like one of the best days I had ever had. I said, I have not felt this good in so long. I haven't felt rested. I have energy, you know, and it's a completely different reason for me, you know, why I'm lethargic and low energy. But it was just, you could feel that change. But at the same time, the last two weekends, I've forgotten to take my meds in the morning because my schedule is different. Like my routine on the weekends is different. So I sleep in longer. Well, I try to at least, and so I don't take my meds. So today is a day, day one of being on my meds from like three days of being off of them. Not good, girl. No, no, it's not good at all. But, you know, well, it, it's, it's not like life-threatening or anything like right. that. But it certainly doesn't doesn't assist.
0: Um, I also, after chatting with Amanda, I and, I, and I've thought about this as well, I'm not averse to uh, finding a new therapist to talk to. Yeah. Um, I can't with my old one because we're friends now. Right. And I went to someone a couple of years ago. It was probably... It was 2019, I think. It was like the spring Mm -hmm. of 2019 and I was searching out um, DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, She was not helpful, but I think it's the right time to go down that road again. And... um, Sure. Like, I find... I'm concerned that I don't have any goals... (laughs) And that sounds very sad and unmotivating, but it's the truth. And I guess, like, I don't have a cornerstone, which is also problematic. Okay. And without those things, um, and maybe they are there in my life, but what lingers of the depression is suppressing my ability to see those things. Because without goals and cornerstones, basically like a backbone of your life, like why you get up every morning, um as I get older or that that thing would progress, there is, uh, there's more of a draw to killing oneself. Mm. And we certainly don't want that.
1: Well, is it a goal that you feel like you don't have, or do you think that it's something more along the lines of like purpose? Cause I think that one of the things I don't really, I mean, I guess I have goals, but like sometimes people have the hardest time not having a goal as in you don't have to have one. It's okay to like, not have a goal for a little while. You know, and some people just really struggle with that concept of not like actively working towards a goal compared to you know feeling like you're you are not waking up with purpose. Like that's different. Um, uh, I
0: some some of that is there, but I remember uh, working with my therapist who was my friend. Um, he helped me, and doing what I've done for a long time. When we had to do these like station profiles and this is good for any business like what's your mission statement like who do you want to like who are who's q105 like or you know who are you trying to attract and i made one up for myself and you know um i kind of met that purpose over the weekend like i i want to be i want to be a decent human be i want to be a decent human i want to be compassionate i want to be as loyal as i can i want to be a good person i want to in enlighten and lift up other people's lives that I can and I know that's right. what, what I was telling myself like you got to go to jeep fest because a lot of people are going to be happy to see you you're yes. going to be happy to see them so yes. purpose is kind of there but I would say more more like smaller goals and maybe like what you just said um they're there but they're they're shrouded a little bit just yeah maybe rewording things so that um you know I don't fall into these 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 traps that my brain sets up for me
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I know sometimes like anxiety and even depression will just it will trick your mind into thinking something, you know, like thinking that you don't have purpose or that you don't have a goal where like currently you're working pretty hard to to, you know, address your medications and your in your current like body so that you can feel rested. So, you know what I mean? Like if feeling rested is a goal and improving your like daily functioning is a goal, you're obviously working towards that. It just doesn't look like a traditional goal, you know, right. that, that everybody else would have. And
0: that, that energy problem very much could be the problem because yeah, you know, it's one thing to, to have your body tired, but if your mind is tired and you're not thinking clearly, mm-hmm. well, there you go. It's going to be hard to establish those those things you want to achieve. And let me just pull this cat out of the bag. Um, so Amanda and I are not together anymore, um, mm-hmm. but we are still uh, very good friends. And I know that we've talked about that possibly being muddy at some point, but we'll cross that potentially fraught bridge when we get there. And part of this, like, I would like to talk to somebody um I know not to get caught in should statements, but sure. maybe a, a good therapist could be like, Yeah, you're a fucking idiot for not like making that relationship work. Because it's it's totally me. Like it was it was my choice and it's it's problems that I need to address. Um things that have long hindered my relationship life and beyond. So I'd like to talk about that with somebody, but it's totally, you know, on me. Because a lot of people, like, the average person would go, yeah, like, why would you walk away from that? So, um, somebody might be able to help me with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, and beyond that, like, just general maintenance, I think, yeah. is, is, it's it's something that I'm not practicing. So, like, I should be speaking to myself as well. I don't have any kind of maintenance as far as therapy, but uh, I absolutely should. So, yeah. I I mean, go for it. I couldn't tell you, I couldn't give you a name to go and see, but,
0: you know. Yeah, um, Amanda said she felt, un- I, was, I was like, I put it on her radar, and she said she felt uncomfortable, which I wasn't surprised by at all, but I was hoping, like, I didn't want somebody she knew, but maybe <laughs> she had heard somebody who had heard somebody, but she's got some resources, I think, that can, um, like a psychology today, which I always oh, thought yeah. was like a magazine or a website. Yeah. Um, so hopefully she can help me out and might be able to come across something. Um was that the end of that? Yeah, I think that was that. Um Stupidity and bravery.
1: <laughs> thin line. Thin yes.
0: Line, a a thousand line. percent. They can often they can often be interchangeable. <laughs> yeah. In this mm-hmm. case, I, I can't tell I think it definitely the arrow leans more towards stupid. But the stupidest person
1: on earth
0: Donald
1: Trump. No, sorry, sorry. no. Okay, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: <laughs> but you're you're in the right place. Uh, Cuomo. That was pretty okay, stupid no. as well. But, <laughs> but you're in the right... Like, this is in the political arena.
1: Okay, I'll shut the fuck up. The, no, I'll shut
0: up. The dumb motherfucker that leaked the Obama party pictures.
1: What Obama party pictures?
0: Exactly. So, I think it was a DJ who leaked some pictures of the Obama party and then was told to take them down. And then I just assumed that this person is going to disappear. Jeffrey Epstein style.
1: <laughs> what, what happened? Were they in compromising like positions? No. Was was their just,
0: weed? I, I think it was just Obama <laughs> on the dance floor, but I'm fairly certain uh, if this was a DJ or, or whatever, like, and I'm sure a regular attendee, it was a 60th birthday party. I'm sure regular attendees were asked to sign something or be beholden to something or had their phones confiscated for this exact reason.
1: Didn't, was it, who was it? Was it Jay-Z who broke somebody's camera? Like they took a picture of Beyonce and they broke the dude's camera. Could have been, yeah. Um, And I think he got sued. And then like LeBron just recently was at a party with his wife and somebody like ran up on LeBron to take a picture and LeBron like all but mauled his face. Yeah. Like, or palm, palmed his face. So, like, people don't play around. But I think the last people I would think would do that would be the Obamas. Um, but they also are, like, some of the most highly criticized, you know, ex-politicians. I'm going to say ex-politicians because they're not politicians anymore. But, like, Obama wore a tan suit and everybody lost their mind. Like <laughs> You know what I mean? Looked like a snack in it, by the way. I'm pretty sh-
0: I- I'll disagree. I I think not that Obama would punch anybody out. Maybe he'll like (laughs) in in some torturous way, they'll sit the the person down, he'll be chain smoking and then put the cigarette on the person who did this. But no, I think that there were probably some pretty strict guidelines when it comes to any kind of content coming out of that party.
1: I guess so. A friend of mine just got employed with the Obamas and their like media company. Ah, Um, Congratulations. I know. Congratulations to him. He was the friend that did the Judas and the Black Messiah movie I was telling you about. Um, So good work. They're doing good stuff. I'm excited for what they have coming forward.
0: Last thing. I'm not even going to ask you anymore because I know like Thomas doesn't get home on time. But Josh and I, uh, I, I, I've been won over. I intend to go see Free Guy. We'll go see Free Guy on Thursday night. But Mm -hmm. um, not unexpectedly, the Suicide Squad bombed
1: you think so? I thought it was really good. I saw our guy um, Chuck had shared about it and he really enjoyed it and Thomas thoroughly enjoyed it. So I you mean watched he was it. we did watch it. It's it like we we tried to watch it all Friday night, but we were old people and went to sleep. so we watched half Friday half Saturday and I remember when we first started watching it Friday it was like th- Thomas was so funny. He's like, oh, like when there was a, a murder scene or something and then as like it started to get more gory, he's like, oh, oh this is great. And I'm just like, you're sick. You are sick. Sick.
0: What I gathered is everybody that watched it liked it. There just wasn't a lot of people who watched it for, I think, in this, like as with many things, it's not one reason. It's all of them.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and I think, I mean, COVID is, is raging back. That's going to withhold some people. Obviously, it's on HBO Max, but it's still... Oh, it's free on HBO Max, right?
1: It is, yeah. Yeah, it is.
0: yeah. It's not like Disney uh, Disney Premium or whatever. Um, right. There was a lot of questions about the marketing of it, and like, sure, like nerdy people like James Gunn, but the, the general audience doesn't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a list of eight reasons on the one comic book website I go to, and they used they said you know Will Smith wasn't in it, it's Idris Elba, and he's not a draw, and I was like, is Will Smith still a draw? Um, and it was a very talented cast. And there's John Cena. And I like um, Joel Kinnaman. And, you know, Harley Quinn was in it. It's, it's a lot of like people might not trust the D, the DC Warner uh, movies so much anymore. And it's and again, it's all these reasons. But good for you. I'm glad you enjoyed
1: it. It was weird as hell, though. Like, it really was. I think we were more than halfway through. And we're like, this is just really strange. But it was entertaining. Like, it, I didn't find myself bored, like, getting on my phone and getting lost in TikTok or something. <coughs> Excuse me. So, <laughs> choking on my words. Um, so, it was entertaining, at least. Like, I did it. I did enjoy it. Um, so, it did, it did what I expected it to. Like, I didn't go in with any expectations, maybe an expectation for it to be bad. And it was not as bad as I thought it would be.
0: James Gunn makes good movies. I mean, mm-hmm. he made Guardians of the Galaxy palatable. Um, and it's it's hard to make conclusive judgments in this COVID time where, like a month ago, we were in a good spot. Now, right. not so much. In fact, I, there was some breaking news as I was getting some information ready. Um, now TPS mandates masks like up and down for everybody, which is probably the right call. It is, yeah. I was listening to a podcast today from uh, Ezra Klein, who used to be with Vox. Now he does the New York Times. He had an epidemiologist on, and um, it was funny. The way she started the statement was like she disagreed with the mask encouragements, recommendations coming back, but only in the sense that she felt they never should have gone away because she felt that it gave everybody the right to not wear them or the, the, the excuse to not wear them anymore. And that's true. Cause, yeah. And I didn't... They didn't answer my... They didn't answer... I really enjoyed the podcast, but they didn't share whether or not... Um, how is it true that the viral loads are the same in vaccinated and unvaccinated people and how contagious can vaccinated people be if they have it? Because um, that's... That's like the million dollar question. That's why I've started wearing my mask again. Because if I have something, it, you know, I don't want to shoot it out my nose. We were apparently that this is, can I, I had forgotten the chickenpox was so contagious, but this is as contagious. This Delta is as contagious as chickenpox.
1: Yeah, I don't. So this weekend was like, I'm fully in support of people wearing their mask again i'm in support of organizations expecting masks to be worn again but i haven't like taken that extra step and actually put my mask back on unless i had to this weekend was the first time that i had to and it was when i walked into the bakery so i was glad that i brought it and i probably should wear my mask because i think now there's numerous research studies published that says that immunocompromised individuals it's proven that the vaccine is much less effective for us than it is for other people so like i probably should have been worn my mask but i didn't but i am concerned i feel badly for these as as if like service workers need another issue on their hands we were at the gas station this weekend at oregon and whale oregon and 795 so like mm, certain kind of demographic going in and out of this gas station and f- right front and center on the door, they said that you were required to wear a mask when coming into this gas station. Nobody was wearing a mask. And I can't imagine the employees wanting to say, Hey bro, you can't come in here unless you have a mask on. They're going to have to go over that all over again. Like it's this all over again, um, which sucks, but I, but I think it needs to be done. I agree.
0: They there's a mask on the sign at the Panera that I go to, you know, Telling you to put a mask on. I forgot a couple times, but then I went out and go get it. But I guess the good thing is, this time around, there's not real enforcement of it. Mm-hmm. So we right. shouldn't have the showdowns. But as this podcast talked about today, like once again, um, are we by putting masks back on, uh, are we overburdening the people who have already gotten vaccinated, have been wearing masks all along, as opposed to like they he threw out the uh, the duality of instead of just doing the mask mandates how about a vaccine mandate
1: yeah i don't think it's overburdening them because like if you're somebody that got vaccinated and still chooses to wear your mask like i don't think that you're gonna be that like cynical person that's like well i did it anyway you know what i mean or why do i have to do it when you're the problem like i don't know i think that i think that that ship has sailed but um and uh, a mass vaccine mandate would be absolutely awful. Like it would, considering we live in a country where people are still arguing, like I I saw somebody make a really great point and they're like, you're refusing to trust us when we tell you that you need to be vaccinated, but when you get COVID and you're dying, we're the first ones that you come to to save your life. You trust us for that, but you don't trust us when we tell you that you need to be vaccinated. And I was just like, this needs to go viral. Everybody needs to see this. Like, this makes the most sense. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, But, yeah.
0: Back to the burdening. You're right. It's not a burden for what we're being asked to do. But we are carrying a lot more weight than the other people are in trying to end this thing. And, like, I I tweeted out earlier today, I should probably put it up on Facebook, but I'm really trying to limit COVID stuff on Facebook. Um, People are right when they say COVID's going to be around forever. But when you're so flippant about it Mm -hmm. um, and you're not going to do things now to, (sighs) let me just read the tweet. (laughs) Sorry. I I don't want to, I always want to be careful with this. So the the nuance is on point here. Um, If you say COVID is always going to be around, sure, to a degree, but if you flippantly dismiss it like that, you're going to let it be more prevalent for longer than it should be. You're the variant fuel. So
1: that's true. That is true.
0: Um, all right. Have a good rest of your afternoon. Any plans for the rest of the day or tonight?
1: No, I'm going to make some soup for dinner and take it over to mom's. Her boyfriend's coming to visit tomorrow. So she's like frantically cleaning her already spotlessly clean apartment. And um, that's pretty much it. I'm going to try to relax. There's some organizing I want to get done in my little apartment. You know, when you live in a shoebox, like my apartment is no more. It's like 857 square feet. Like. Even a small inconvenience makes everything seem cluttered and like tiny and too much. So needless to say, it affects you, my mood.
0: Will you do me a favor? What? You should text a man and go, How do you manage living in a place that's too small for you?
1: <laughs> Why does she have does she do a good job managing it?
0: No, that's why that, she—that's why she was so frantic about buying a house. But she will, get, she will get a kick out of it because she hates her place. Hates I it. do.
1: I hate it very much, and it made like you remember when we decided to sign our lease again. I legitimately cried for a couple of days. Like I cried for days. I was upset, <laughs> like because I'm just so looking forward to more space, so looking forward to more independence. Like, nah, wash down the drain because of the market. Wash down the drain.
0: Right. All right, anyway. we'll make make some good soup and I will uh, I'll text you later.
1: I shall try. Okay, bye-bye.